guys, and welcome to WakeUpCall.whip. How are we doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's Wednesday, so y'all know it's hump day. <laughs> We're halfway through the week. I'm so excited. Man, it's a good day, man. It's a good day. It's Wednesday. We got an upcoming interview coming up. I'm super excited for that. Ladies, I'm glad we're in the studio today. Rachel, Coy, nice to see y'all today. Let's do it. So, uh, guys, today we're going to talk about um, holiday shopping. We're going to talk about the mayor in Philly. We're going to talk about pop culture, um, Disney's new movie, Wish. Uh, we're going to talk about celebrity gossip, Keith Lee, since he came back into the conversation yep. recently. Okay. Um, then we're going to, like Jay said, interview some special guests, mm-hmm. give some advice, and then wrap it up with a cute little quote. All right, guys, you ready to start? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get into it. Okay. So uh, we're going to start with today's weather. It is a high of 42 today and a low of 32. Did you guys see the flurries on the way to the studio? I yeah. did. I was appalled. I was like, why is it snowing again? It was kind of cute, though. Okay. I kinda... Nah, the snow, though, like the snow just coming here, it's like, yo, that joint was like fire. So it's like, I really enjoyed it, enjoyed walking here today. And yeah, you know, some good. it was some good stuff, some good stuff. Right. I, I like this. So guys, get your coats on, um, get your little hats on. Again, it's sweater weather. It's not freezing, but it's cold enough to want to cuddle up, okay? So now we're going to get into Temple News. <clears throat> Holiday shopping lists in 2023 will sh- uh, definitely include uh, smart toys. And now there's a whole topic of smart toys uh, in, you know, just kind of, it's now a more common thing, okay? So smart toys include uh, toys with cameras, toys that are powered by AI in some capacity, uh, toys that remember your location, such and such, and so and so. So uh, two temple experts, um, Sub uh, Sabota Kumar, the chair professor of statistics and operations and data science, and Kathy Hirsch-Pasek, um, a faculty fellow of psychology, they're warning that these toys may pose dangers to children. Mm. Um, um, they say that some of the associated risks with smart toys include just the fact that they're collect- collecting data of, you know, kids and children. Um, when a child asks the device a question, that information is collected and stored and then used to uh, target them in the future in terms of selling, right? That's the whole point of data collection anyway. It's to tell you what you need and tell you what you want. And, you know, it makes sense that a lot of people have an issue with data collection. So they say um, the concern comes with uh, data breaches and hackers and predators where if they know your child's location, if Mm. they know, you know, um, exactly how to get to your kid, all they can do is pretty much hack these toys that we're getting our kids. Mm. So it's worth, you know, considering when you guys are buying gifts for your little siblings, buying gifts for your family, not to hide from the new technology because it's going to happen regardless, but just to still be aware of the risks that come with that and Educate your child about that as well, okay? So now we're going to go into the Philly news um, where we talk about the commuter crisis in Philly. So Mayor Sherelle Parker has a lot on her plate right now, right? She's not combating just crime, but she's also combating Philly's tough financial situation. Uh, Philly has experienced weak economic growth due to taxes, lack of high paying jobs and decreases in travel to Center City. Um, After COVID, the popularity in remote work has increased, so people aren't traveling to center city the way they used to okay Mm -hmm. and when they do travel it's mostly just 
tourists and visitors and not necessarily people there to work. Um, so public transport is also taking a hit as well since no one's traveling. Mm -hmm. So SEPTA might have to make budget cuts in terms of uh, future projects that they plan to have. So, you know, Philly... Get it together, okay? And Miss <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Sherelle Parker, th you know, thank you, you know, and good luck. That's all I got to say, right? <clears throat> now we're going to go into some announcements. Wait, 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 wait. Time out, time out. Are we all wearing white forces right now? Oh, <laughs> wait, we, hold are, on, hold we on. are. We need a picture for the gram. Right? Hold okay, hold, hold on. Up. We uh, look good. Because I'm like, I'm peeping. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is everybody wearing white forces today? Hold on, we <laughs> are. Today. We are. Right. We are. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up crew, coherent, right? No, nah, right. for real. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, so we're going to get into the um, announcements real quick. Uh, the National Council of Negro Women and the Accountability Initiative will be serving lunch at the Philly House this morning at 11.45 a.m. So if you guys want something to do, um, you know, it's a cold day, you want to help your community, please jump into that, get excited, okay? We also have a basketball game tonight at 7 p.m. How do you feel about that, Jay? You excited? Me? Are you going? <laughs> no. Oh. Absolutely not. Oh. I'm not saying, I'm, and I'm not saying they're a bad team or anything like that. I'm just not going. I got a lot on my plate. So it's like, <laughs> good luck, but I ain't going. All right. So, guys, you know, Jay's not going. So you guys got to go for him. Keep us updated on um, what's happening at that game tonight. Uh, so fans who bring a new unwrapped gift actually gets $5 off their ticket. So if you guys are a fan of Temple Basketball, you know, please support that and please get involved with them. All right. Uh, also tonight, the Open Mic Society will be having their first general body meeting in the SAC, room 223 today at 7.30 p.m. So you guys get involved with that. Um, are there any other club news that you guys are aware of that you want to uh, mention, talk about, anything you want to promote? No, not no, the current no moment. Club that yeah. I can think of. Yeah, not, not not at all. I mean, we're wrapping up the semester. We right? really are. You know, so not much is happening. But guys, get involved in your school. Okay, next semester is starting. Um, you know, we've got you know fraternities and sororities yeah, that are going to start rushing baby. and all that stuff. So guys, get involved. Get involved. You'll only benefit. All right. Um, so that's all for Philly news, uh, Temple news, and announcements. Guys, we will be right back in a few, and we're going to be talking about pop culture and. All that juicy good stuff since we got through the uh, tough stuff already. All right, guys. So, guys, enjoy the tune for a hot minute and uh, we'll see you in a few. Hello, guys, and welcome back to Wake Up Call at WHIP. Um, so now we're back with uh, segment one, okay? We're going to talk about Disney and the movie Wish. Have you guys seen the movie Wish at all? I started watching it. And then I stopped watching it after about a minute or two, and I haven't been back. So what was your reasoning for that? I haven't watched Wish at all. Like, I was just I. like, I don't know. I don't feel like watching this. And it wasn't that it was bad necessarily. I just was like, it's a wrap. I don't, I don't want to watch this. Right, right. And it wasn't, I'm the type of person, if it doesn't grab me in within like the first few minutes, it's just done. What like is all Wish American, oh, I'm same so thing. No. Like, All-American, I watched the first five minutes, and I was like, this isn't for me. I love All-American. Well, All-American? All-American was But no, so but, good. like, since then, I've actually, like, watched it. That's what I'm saying, Spencer James. It. Come on now. I stopped watching it, though. 
All American was really good. Nah, I, it I, still I stopped is. watching it. I stopped watching it because it was too much drama. Though. Yeah, nah. Yeah. I didn't know they were still going on today. Like they still make episodes and all that. I'm like, wait, hold it's up. A little too extended at this point. Yeah, wait, hold up. Didn't they make a spinoff? Like, a yeah, movie? they made the homecoming yeah. joint. That homecoming joint likes that. That joint likes that. Really? Yeah, it's um. What's his name? Jordan Baker. His girlfriend goes off to a HBCU. Oh, yeah, And yeah. she... Plays tennis. It's a lot going on. Yeah. She's with the baseball player, then the African guy, then her friends with the other people. So it's like, it's a lot going on. You know oh what? I might get back into this show for real. Cause... What, the All-American yeah. franchise? Yeah, I miss the drama. I miss the drama. Life is way insane. too boring. Yeah, yeah. But um, this is nothing like that, okay? Mm-hmm. This is um, Disney Movie Wish. And, you know, honestly, Jay, uh-huh. I-, I can't even tell you what it's about. Um, it's about this girl who kind of uh, she oh yeah actually oh. you want to yeah. I found the summary on it's like Loki the a sentence on um, what's it called Disney Plus mm. and I guess I lied I don't think I did watch the movie because it's not even available on. <laughs> you might be thinking of like Soul, which is a great movie. Soul by Disney. Great. I think it, was, it may have been the trailer. It may have been the trailer, but it says a sharp-witted idealist makes a wish so powerful that it calls down a magical star from the sky. Sounds like a wish, all right. That sounds like classic. Like that just sounds like classic Disney all around. But I think it's also bringing in different cultures because this girl does not look. Like any culture we've seen before. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And Disney's been doing that over the past couple of years. If you look at Moana, if you look at movies like Wish, they've been doing that over the recent years, having diversity, bringing that. For di- sure. Yeah, bring that diverse culture. And well, back in the day, it kind of like, not to be taboo or nothing, it used to be the white person with the black side. With the black side. And that's not how it is nowadays. Now, we got Little Mermaid. We got Ariel. We got Halle Bailey. We got now Soul. Great movie, by the way. Great movie. We also got Moana. We got all these movies that Disney has produced, and they are now bringing that diversity culture where back in the day, that just wasn't the case, and it was just a little bit different back in the day. It was. It was. I mean, honestly, we can talk about how even though Disney is including people of color, it's still kind of excluding dark-skinned people with uh, Afrocentric features, but that's a different conversation for another time. But how about Tiana? Tiana, she she's one of the only darker skinned people and her features aren't necessarily Afrocentric. And really? when they no, she has a, a really narrow nose. And when they recreated her for the other movie, they made her lighter. They made her curls looser and mm. they made her nose pointier. Is this Princess in the Frog, Tiana? Yeah. Princess in the Frog, Tiana. So they recreated her in a 3D version. I forget what movie. I forget Why? what movie. They yeah. remade her? Yeah, they added her. So it was her and a bunch of Disney princesses. I forget which movie it was, but they made a cameo in another Disney movie. And she had she had loose curls. Her nose was mad pointy. Her her you know her skin was more fair. And I had to roll my eyes. You know what I mean? Because in the two D version, she definitely was like darker. Definitely had more Afrocentric features. So right. I don't know. It's just you know I'm I'm glad again Disney. I'm glad that we're putting more characters of color in the forefront. Right? They've that, been doing that for years though. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah, that, yeah. This goes all the way back to Raven Simone and that's so Raven, like. Like they wanted yeah. to make. Did y'all not hear that Chelsea was actually supposed to be the main character and Raven was supposed to be the side, like the side friend and all that? Really, really. That was actually like that was actually supposed to happen. Like because they didn't feel as though a black girl couldn't represent. And I was like, that's totally false. Raven Simone did her thing. That's so Raven. Great show. She now got a spinoff off of that. So Raven on Disney. And the spinoff is kind of good. It, it's good. I mean, <laughs> they good. they stopped promoting it. I don't know why. It was very good. Right. But still, this been going back for years and years and years to the point where Disney got to figure out what they want to do. 
And if and if you want to bring all these diverse characters and whatnot, the black people need some love too. Honestly, they yeah. need some love too. Yeah. So you know, wish is you know again we've got a person of color as the main character, which is amazing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the movie kind of flopped in box office sales and it continues to flop um people say that disney and you said it earlier jay mm-hmm. it's classic disney like yeah. they're doing the same thing again and frankly people are getting quite tired of that yeah. right so the characters kind of look the same the characters kind of act the same mm-hmm. the same issues arise the the villains aren't that much different anymore right yep. so i've been looking at a bunch of critiques about this movie um and people's first issue with it is the fact that she the main character is like the quirky girl trope like the quirky girl boss kind of situation so what do you guys think like you know since tangled where the main character was like she was fun she was cool but she was also awkward and like adorable you know what i mean like mm-hmm. how do you guys feel about those kinds of characters no go ahead Corey. oh no no i was gonna say um kind of goes back a little bit but i didn't even know this movie was coming out I, didn't I feel either. like they didn't advertise it. No, they did, but like on Disney Plus, and I was like, okay. But if you're not on Disney Plus, though, how would you have even known that it was like Halle Berry's Mermaid, Little Mermaid? Everyone knew about that. Not only yeah. because it was Halle Berry, but like it was advertised. Frozen, like that was advertised. Yeah, I didn't even know Wish was being produced. Moana, we saw that. We mm-hmm. heard about it. Yeah. Wish, what happened? I saw billboards and stuff, but I really do think like. Maybe because it was targeted towards kids? I have no clue. I have no clue. My thing with Disney with all this, Disney Disney hasn't been right since 2013. It's been a whole decade they haven't been right. Like, I'm talking about from shows to movies, everything. They just haven't been right. The creativity is awful, if you ask me. Like, if you look at all these shows and movies, I'll get to the show. Let me get to the shows first. Let me get to the shows first. When we was growing up, we had shows. Hannah Montana, you had Sweet Like of Zack and Cody. I'm sorry that I brought you in tears, but hey, that's what it is. Um, Ant Farm. You had all these shows. Lizzie McGuire. You had all these shows. Now they put these shows on Disney Channel. And it's just like, it's the same storyline. It's kind of different people, but it's kind of almost like the same people that you've seen back in the day. Now, when we talk about the movies and all that, okay, great. They're doing all this with the movies. The, more, the movies are kind of corny, if you ask me. And then now they're trying to do these live action movies with Lion King, and they just aren't clicking. Lion King was probably the only one that was clicking, and, may, and also Little Mermaid as well. But everybody else, they're not clicking. They're not clicking, and Disney has lost that creativity in a way that you can't be enthusiastic as a audience member as a viewer like we used to we used to be geeked we used to be geeked to watch friday night on disney or saturday night on disney right. because they had creativity they have velocity but they have velocity so for them to not have that now oops yeah it's 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 definitely a conversation it's a bunch of reboots um live action versions because yeah, they right. know that it'll make money but it's a cheap cash grab at the end of the day. It definitely is. Right. And that's what people are saying about Wish as well. It's like this main character in Wish, you can copy and paste her from the girl from um, Maribel, from the girl. What, what movie was that? Um, Maribel. Meredith? Encanto. Encanto. Oh. Right. You can cut. Did you guys watch Encanto? Who? No. Isn't that Sing? To Sing? They, it's the whole family. We don't talk about Bruno. No, no, no. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know. You can copy and paste kind of those characters and their traits and the way they talk and the way they act and the kind of humor that comes out of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, So a lot of people have been having kind of thoughts about that. How do you guys feel about like the adorable girl boss trope? I think it's cool because I think a lot of the time when we think of girl boss, you don't think of 
quirky. You know what I'm saying? You think of really confident. You think of really powerful. They walk into a room, boom, like, wow, I see your presence. I feel your presence. You don't ever think of, like, a quirky person. So I think when they mix girl boss mixed with quirky, it shows that it's okay to be like that and also be a baddie. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of defying the odds. So I think that's cool. But at the same time, with Disney always doing that, it's getting a little bit old. You know what I'm saying? I think they could maybe actually try having, you know, what the stereotypical traits of what we think a girl boss is. I think we could also maybe have a movie where there's not a girl boss and it's just like she's struggling. Like you actually see her struggle. Make it more realistic. You know what I'm saying? Because not everything in life is pearls happies and gold you right. know what i'm saying mm-hmm. have some real movies show these kids that in the real world you're not going to be happy 24 right. 7 you know yeah i agree no 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 no. i agree i agree with what um cory's saying but also this they got to be more relatable like back in the day shows and movies they used to actually be relatable we can actually relate to this who remember the movie jumping with corbin blue oh, and kiki yes. palmer yeah that was relatable like you, you got this big bully like trying to provoke me now, you already know, huh, I'm going to go down and about and all about. You feel me? Right. But it's like, yeah, it was just relatable. Right. And it's not no, it's no longer relatable. And it's like, this is the lost way. Like, like, let's be honest. So what do you guys want from future Disney productions? Like, what's your ideal perfect movie? Like, the kinds of characters, the storyline, mm. you know, what, you know, what, what is your ideal Disney movie? I would like to see a biracial family. Have we had that? No. Who? Outside of Disney shows, a biracial family in a Disney movie. I'm trying to think. I think you said and, out, and you said outside of shows, Corey, correct? Yeah, this is for movies, right? Movies, yeah. Yeah, I think it would be cool to see like a biracial biracial family come together because mm. that's real. Mm. I think we should have maybe like I think it would be cool if Disney was able to incorporate current issues and kind of youthify it, mm-hmm. you know, to make it something so kids are learning. So I feel like that was one of my problems growing up. I was so unaware. Like, I didn't know anything that was going on. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's important for this new generation of kids to just be aware. And you don't need to learn, like, the hardcore truths of everything, but Mm -hmm. just kind of brazing the surface. You know what I'm saying? You're just a little bit aware of what's going on, but incorporating that into a movie. Talking about real-life issues, but kidifying it. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. And if you look at, y'all know that, y'all know Gracie Corner? Gracie's Corner? No. Oh, it's a great short for kids. Like, if you, for all those out there, if you have a child, one, two, three, four, five, six, great show, look it up. They are very relatable, though. Like, they be making beats that it's like, yo, like, we can relate to this. But what what is my ideal Disney movie? Let me see. Here's what we got. So, here's what we got. Hmm. Dang, I really don't know. I really don't know. Right. Like, somebody got to get their heartbroken, bro, and all that. Yeah. And then it's like, boom, get back together. And it's like, that's like normal, like, Disney stuff. But it's like, make it catchy. Make it entertaining. Make it something that is like, okay, I might have to see this bad boy. Yeah. Oh, and also, include some color. Like, include some color, please. Like, include some some black people, honestly. Include some diversity. Include some minorities. Include that in your show so that people are now invested into your product. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think, like, the next big Disney movie should definitely be... Because, you know, it it seems as if people are over 
you know, like Corey said, that same kind of girl boss, da da da. Maybe we need a damsel in distress. Maybe if we're going back to classic Disney for real, we need a classic princess, okay? Like, laid in bed, she needs help, she's struggling, she, you know, she needs support, and, you know, her loved ones come and help her out instead of it being like, oh, haha, look how quirky I am. Like, oh my God, I'm so different from the other girls. You like, know what I do want to see though? Mm. Because I've been waiting for this for about years now. We need to see the reboot of Princess and the Frog. Now, I don't know how they're going to do that. They've been talking about doing it live action, but we just need some type of reboot, some way, shape, or form. Reboot of... Okay, but at the same time, I'm low-key tired of these reboots because the reboots are never as good as the first. Nah, the I Princess and the Frog one would be fire. I think a fire. second movie would be good. Yeah, I'm not a running reboot. her business. So, second movie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, not like... A redo of the movie with like real characters or anything like that. Mm, yeah. So not no live action. No. Got you. Got you. Because no. I think the live actions are cool, but I feel like to stick to typical Disney, we should just keep it cartoon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people want to go back to two D animation, and yes. Disney kind of. So with Wish, the movie Disney tried to kind of do two D animation, right. but they did like. 3D styled as 2D, and a lot of people hated it. Like, it what didn't does that even mean? mean? Girl, I wish I knew. I wish I could tell no you. No pun that intended. Ah, I see. I see what see you did. Oh, I didn't. I just. I just peeped. That. I just peeped. <laughs> I really do wish um, I knew, but I. I, I have no clue. Um, it, and this movie was supposed to celebrate Disney's. 50th year or 100th year mm. I gotta check this was a huge celebration so for this movie to flop is kind of embarrassing no it's not you don't think it's embarrassing this it's been Disney for the past 10 years now like it ain't embarrassing like what's embarrassing is that they're not promoting shows that you know involve you know blacks and other minorities as well that's what's embarrassing but hey mm. that's your nor there Mm. So this movie also flopped because um, it dropped around the same time as the spider-man movie. The second Spider-Man movie. That was crazy. Right? It dropped um, at the same time as Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, which is, you know, Mm. like, it was big with the kids. Um, And the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. So all of them had very Mm. different stylistic approaches, huge franchises. Exactly. Like, I'm watching Spider-Man. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Both of them. The animation, the creativity, all that. Right. That was fire. Both the first and the second one. I I didn't see the second one yet. Second one's fire. Is the second one the cartoon with Miles Morales? Yeah. 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 No, that one's fire. Yo. The first one was better, though. I will say that. Really? No, the first one was better, but the second one is still like, it's like 1A, 1B. Like, they're Mm -hmm. like right there neck and neck. Mm. Great movie, though. Yo, even if you don't care about the Spider-Man franchise, I promise you the Miles Morales animated version, yep. that will get you in. So then maybe I, did, I just watched, there was a Spider-Man that just came out. The somewhat recent Second animation of oh, the Miles. Yeah, but that Miles was the second Morales animation. Yeah. 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 But that's not the one. Are you talking about the one with Zendaya and Tom Holland? That no, one? no, no. This was virtual, virtual, <laughs> uh, you know, fake animated. characters. And it was Miles Morales in it. Yes. Yeah, so they they have two movies. They came out with one this year, which is the second one, and then the first one came out probably like 2018, five years. Yeah, 2019. Like, okay, so I never watched that one. Oh, man. If you have Ooh. time, if you ever have time, I don't care if you're a Marvel fan, not a Marvel fan. His story is so endearing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just, And he's actually, he's not biracial, but he's got two ethnic groups, so he's Afro-Latino. And he's yeah, got, he is, you know, he, he has is. to deal with kind of like being that and also being Spider-Man, but not being taken seriously because he's a kid. And, and his dad's a cop. And his dad. Girl, this movie Come is on so now. good. And, that, and that's on Disney Plus? 
<laughs> I Disney, think it, is it? No, I think it was on Netflix. So the second movie is on Netflix. The second Netflix movie's now. on Netflix. Yeah. The first Already? one might be on too. The first yeah. one got removed. First one got removed. Hold on. I promise you I thought Disney Plus had Marvel. You know what they do? Who? Disney, Disney Plus. No, they, no, that's what I'm saying. They do. So they should have it on Disney Plus. Oh. They should have it on Disney Plus. Yeah. Did they have it on Disney Plus or not? I'm looking. I'm looking. Oh, they have no, no, no. Spidey. What the? What? They have Spider Man. <laughs> what? There's like 50 of them. I used yeah, to watch so many. What Look, was that movie called? Across the Spider Verse. Yeah, Across the Spider Verse, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. Um, but oh man, that movie is so good. Have you played the game, Jay? Nah, nah, nah. Oh, now now you see, I'm a sports guy, so you know I don't be playing them little Spider Man. Really, games. those games are insane. I oh know, my god. I know one game I'm be excited for in 2025 when I graduate. 2K25. Nope, GTA 6, baby. Let's do it. Nah, I saw the trailer. I was like, okay, yeah. yes, sir. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Very excited for that. Um, but yeah, in, in terms of you know just Disney and movies and the future of movies you know we've got a ways to go i'm really excited to see how movies evolve and change within the next few years after covid with people not attending movie theaters um inflation movie theater prices going up uh the increase in streaming disney's downfall i mean there's a lot going on right now so um, movies and tv and film are are really exciting right now at least for me personally i just want to see how everything uh develops so guys uh any last thoughts about uh any of what we discussed today just now i'm excited to watch wish like now i'm kind of curious because people have made it sound so bad now you i want to see what it looks like yeah right you know yeah i, I kind of do too that's like, your next journey guys right wake up crew takes wish you know movie theaters are discounted on tuesdays i do it's something to consider did they no uh, i was about to ask if they discount beyonce but beyonce wasn't even playing on tuesday Mm, they play. You know, so you know, Soul's about to come back in like theaters because remember they was released during the pandemic. You know they're about to be on be in theaters. Really? Why? Because remember they uh released in a um what's the name? They released in the pandemic. But like why would people watch it now if we've already watched it on I mean I I didn't like I heard about the movie. I haven't really watched it yet though. Like I haven't really watched it. Do you have Disney Plus? I'm not. I'm not buying no 9.99 subscription. No. Oh, you don't. Oh, you don't. I'm buying that. You know the whole price. So you've been looking at it, huh? I mean, no, because it's like the storyline. That's what I'm saying. The storyline yeah. was amazing. The character production, amazing. The animation, amazing. So it's like, I got to see this movie for the one time. Right. They say so you haven't iconic. seen it at all? I'm confused. No, I haven't seen it at all. I've heard about it. Oh, because I'm about to say, you sound like you've seen it. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> all right, guys. So after this break, we're going to come back and we're going to be talking about celebrity gossip and all the things that's happening on the internet. Okay. Um, so you guys enjoy these tunes and we will be back in a few. Hello, guys, and we are back with Wake Up Call at WHIP Radio. All right, so now for this segment, um, we're going to talk about celebrity news. And I don't know if you guys have seen lately, but Keith Lee has been back in the spotlight, and there's been a lot more discourse about his impact on black businesses and just what that means for the future of him, uh, Atlanta, Jay, that's all you. Hey, all day, baby, (laughs) all day. And just kind of, you know, how we approach black businesses. And, you know, I really want to have a conversation about that. We've touched on this in the past when this first happened, um, but let's have just a much more fleshed out conversation. Let's go for it, okay? So... 
People think that black businesses specifically has been negatively impacted by Keith Lee and that he's not all good news for black business. So I want to talk to you guys about black businesses for mm-hmm. real, like the good, the bad, the ugly, no bashing. OK, just honesty. Yeah. You know, what is your opinion on kind of your experience? What is your experiences with some of the black businesses that uh, you've interacted with? Okay, so here's the thing with the black businesses, right? I love that they're promoting their own stuff. I love that they're promoting something that they love to do. I love that they're promoting their own thing. The thing that kind of worries me, the thing that kind of worries me is that sometimes they can get too too quick on stuff. They can get, they can get too quick where they're, like, not really focused. You know what I mean? So, like, sometimes they can be a little bit too fast on what they're doing instead of like taking their time being patient being focused being attentive to their craft to what they're able to do right so with these black businesses sometimes they can be a little bit overwhelming to the point where it's like why am i really invested in your stuff i want to be invested but sometimes you're just not you know you're you're overwhelming yourself you're going too fast and it's like you just got to be nice so concise and make sure that you just level up but for the black businesses that are growing, keep doing your thing, keep growing, you know, but you just got to, you know, not be overwhelmed. You feel me? Okay. All right. Corey, how do you feel? Um, so for me, I think it's so good that we have these black businesses, black companies, and that they're growing. I think it's super important just for younger generations of the African-American and just black community as a whole to see that... We are able to do big things. Just like what everyone else is doing, we're able to do it too. So I think it's inspirational. Um, I think it's it's very inspirational. I don't think Keith Lee going around doing these reviews yeah. is necessarily bad for these companies. If anything, I think it should be helping them because now they know from his experience what they need to fix. I remember one time we were talking about Keith Lee. He went to, what's her name? Oh, uh, he went Brand, to... The- not Brandy, Rand... Mm. It was one of those restaurants in one Atlanta, of, the yeah. real something. Forgot. I forgot the name of it. But while he was there, he said that he wasn't treated right until they knew that he was actually who he was. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think that's an issue. Like, the fact that they didn't treat him like a normal customer until they found out he was the one and only Keith Lee, I think is a problem. So I don't think that was necessarily bashing the company as much as it's bringing awareness to what things that they can fix. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. So I think we need to, instead of immediately going to you're bashing a company, we're hating on our black-owned companies, we're hating on our own, think of it as ways we can improve, especially in a world where majority of the rocks are against us. We should take feedback from each other with a grain of salt and realize, okay, this person is trying to help my company, because they are another black person, they want to see me thrive. Let me do it so I can be even more appealing to the bigger audience. Yeah, constru- you know? constructive criticism is a huge thing in today's world. And if you cannot take constructive criticism, then you should not be in any which way, shape, or form in any type of business, any type of anything. Because when you're taking constructive criticism, they're, like Corey said, improvement. They want to see you grow. They want to see you get better, you know, as a company. Like, you're owning a business that people want to go to, people want to spend their money on. So the simple fact that you're not taking constructive criticism, you know, it's like a paper. The professor gives you the paper back. Okay, it's a C. It's a C right now. Okay, how can I do better? How can I get to a B? How can I get to an A? How can I get to an A plus, even though that really doesn't exist anymore? But how do I get to that grade? How do I get better? You feel me? 
we, we, we talk about radio all the time. Like, how do we do better on radio? What can we do better? Okay, this show wasn't great today. What can we do better next time to have a better show? You feel me? Right, right. I agree. Um, I think it's worth noting that most black businesses are actually in healthcare, and those businesses are thriving. But the black businesses that we find ourselves interacting with the most on a day-to-day basis are retail, um, you know, hair shops, and restaurants, right? Um, Atlanta has a huge, Atlanta is like 50% black, right? So there's a huge booming black economy over there, which is amazing for us. Um, But because black businesses as a whole are so few and far in between um, and also severely underfunded, we are almost scared as a community to point out when we're falling short. Right. So because we're scared to critique black businesses, black businesses kind of find themselves just doing whatever they think works. Right. Mm -hmm. And there was this whole conversation about, you know, do we disrespect other black people because, um, you know, well, the owners of black businesses, do they not give their black customers the kind of service that they deserve because they, you know, in a way are anti-black? It's it's worth talking about, I think. See what I mean by that overwhelming part where it's like. You're like you're bashing your own people. Yeah. For what? Yeah. Like that makes no sense. And it's like, why are you bashing me? And it's like, I'm trying to help you out. So right. and I don't. And that's the thing. It's like, I don't want, like honestly, though, I'll, I'll talk about the black community for a minute. Yeah. We like to bash each other. We do. I don't know why. We like to do it. Yeah. And it's just to a point where it's like we got to support each other. We yeah. got to be there for each other. Right. You feel me? Right. So it's like. People just not being there for each other. And then it's like the one thing you heard is disrespect. Oh, no, 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 no. And I did. Like, for what? For what? We try to help you out. Right. So don't be all in the mood. Don't be pity patty poo. Don't be none of that. Right. Because when Keith Lee first had that one critique, the restaurant's first response was, well, don't come back. Or right. whatever the response was. It's like, listen. Some of them wanted him dead. You know what I mean? Well, like, it's, it's a bit much. It's a bit much. So, I mean, at least in my experience as a black woman, when I go get my hair done at some of these places, mm. the way I get treated is ridiculous. Mm. And it, I don't know if you guys have seen, like, a lot of hairdressers online, they'll be like, oh, you got to come to the hair shop with your hair straightened, and it needs to be blow-dried and washed, and you need to make sure. It's like, bro, it's come on. It's my hair. It's my hair. You <laughs> are the hairdresser. Like, dress my hair up. Right. I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, you know, all these stipulations and whatnot. I guess that's due to funding. It's due to time management and all that stuff. And black businesses don't always have the same resources as white businesses do from jump but it's worth talking about so do you guys think keith lee is destroying this community at all i don't think so no i really don't think so i think he's giving his opinion because let's think about it if it was not keith lee Mm. would they would that person still be receiving the same hate no actually keith lee is like one of the most influential food critics right now right and so I think if people, if we recognize that, we should take his advice seriously. Yeah. Like, don't be mad. I don't think he's ruining anything. I think people are making it. Bigger than are, what it is. Exactly. They're making it ruin them versus using it like a critique and feedback. You know what I'm saying? Right. Which I think is the problem. Right. I, I agree. Um, it didn't need to get that big. If I were a restaurant owner and Keith Lee even came to my place... I'm taking that in stride, and I'm, you know, going to change things up as maybe. Have you guys seen that man cook? Who? Keith Lee. No. He knows what he's doing. Like, his critiques don't come from nowhere. He makes 
food and seasons it and cooks it slow and low. Like he knows what he's doing. So it's worth it's worth considering. Yeah, he ain't he ain't the next Gordon Ramsay. He the only Keith Lee. Yeah, you seriously. Seriously. You know what I mean? Um but yeah, this is a huge conversation online, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Just kind of, you know, what kind of standards black businesses should hold themselves to? Do we give them a pass because they lack some of the resources that other businesses do? No. Do we not critique them? You know what I mean? Do we even give one-star reviews? Is that negatively impacting them more than not? You know, it's just, it's worth talking about. My thing is this. Work with with the best of your abilities. Whatever you have, work with it. Like, you may not have the biggest things in the world. You may not have the freshest things in the world. Work with what you got. Right. You don't see anyone else working like, okay, bet, like, I need to do this, do that. Like, you don't see the spoilness. You, f- you feel me? You got to build from the ground up. Yeah. And no thing, nothing in life is going to be handed with you on a silver plate, on a silver platter. Right. You got to work for that. You want that silver plate? You want that You want that filet mignon with the mashed potatoes at the restaurants and get the reservations? Got to earn that. Right. You feel me? So it's like you got to start from the ground up, build from the ground up. And once you do that, hey, life is easy, baby. Right. I mean, as a marketing major, I'm always learning that you need to build a fan base. Like that is a fan is much more important than building a customer. You need to build a community. If someone walks into my restaurant and they don't feel taken care of, they're going to tell their friends. Their friends are going to tell their friends. And now my restaurant's empty. If I treat everyone like royalty on the way in, then they will tell their families. They'll tell their friends. And that'll spread like wildfire. Why do you think the people at Chipotle always came back? Customer service, well, good Chick- food. That is, Chick- Ch- Chipotle does not give customer service like that to. Well, the whatever the one you went to. <laughs> see, see, when I was working in that bad boy, yo, what's up? How you doing? Da 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 da. Which one? Huh? Boom. Put in the bowl. Boom. Chicken in the bowl. Now, Boom. did Brown you ever bars. have people come back to talk to you? Like, oh, oh man, yeah. I love you. Okay. I had a police officer. I had this girl. Then I had another girl. And then this other dude, like, they always come back to see me. So it's like. Right. Like, it makes a world of a difference. These stipulations. Oh, you can't eat unless you pay a deposit. Oh, you can't deliver food unless it's between the hours of 3 p.m. and 4 p.m. It's like. We You're not gonna get business. Mess. This is why I go to McDonald's, like, because they're gonna D's. be open. right. They're gonna be open. This is why I go to Chipotle. They're gonna be open. That's what I'm saying. They're gonna do their job and call it a day. Twenty so. piece McNugget, large French fries. Right. Not McDonald's. Please no. <laughs> what's wrong with McDonald's? Everything. Uh, what? What's You're wrong eating with it? plastic and cow doo doo. That's not. She said. Are you talking about the pink slime? <laughs> no, it's just nasty. I love McDonald's. Me too. No, Chick Fil A is greater. <laughs> yes. I love Chick-fil-A. So was Arby's. I'm about, no. I'm about to bring back this question that, that I asked Corey. If a guy said he wanted to take you on a date. You're not. I promise you, any guy that's listening to this that wants to even consider taking me out on a date, do not ever, ever, ever take me to McDonald's. The answer is no. You heard her. You heard her. Right. Chick-fil-A only. And like, yeah, Chick-fil-A Get it right. Only. Crown chicken. <laughs> no. Chick-fil-A only. Do not take me to McDonald's. I just think that's disrespectful. Right. I agree. If that's agree. all you can afford, that's a different thing. So then let's just not, let's go on a free date. Let's go on a picnic. You know? Cook me, actually don't cook me food. <laughs> don't cook me food either. But no. Take me on a picnic or something. Take right. me to Starbucks. Don't take me to McDonald's. Man, take okay. me to KFC. You hear me? <laughs> oh no, that's sad. On that note, yeah. Listen. On that note, guys, um, we're gonna take a break. But when we come back, we're going to be interviewing some special guests. Okay, guys. So um, get excited, get ready for it, and we'll be back in a few. 
Hello, guys. Welcome back to Wake Up Call at WHIP. And we are back today. We're going to be interviewing a very, very special guest, uh, Drew O'Neill, also known as DJ Drew. Okay. Okay. He is um, the president and chapter founder of Groovefy Groove. And this is also the fraternity that Jay is a part of. So, hello. Say, Yes, sir. To put the, the volume down on the mic, um, but here they are representing, um, you know, a, a black fraternity that. <laughs> oh my gosh! I was not expecting that. What do you find? I did not expect that. I was just. You should have seen Corey's face. She was like, like, "Oh my gosh!" Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. So, tell me a little bit about yourselves. Tell me a little bit about your fraternity. Give us the whole rundown. <clears throat> so, um, about the fraternity. It was founded at Morgan State College, now university, mm-hmm. um, by 14 daring young black men. Felt the need to the fraternities that were on campus at that time. Um, founded like October 12, 1962. So around that time was a lot of civil rights stuff going on. And we had guys from Jersey. We had guys from New York who were in Baltimore who was like, you know what? We got to have, we gotta have like an inclusive fraternity that could engage all the black people who were going to college. Um, I had a good brother named Cole Parrish, rest in peace. He told me, like, uh, Groove is somebody who's black and is in college. So we're very inclusive. And um, we were founded just to promote just black unity, consciousness, and be aware of our community. You know, some of our founders were getting, you know, kicked out of movie theaters just because they was, they was black. So we wanted to come together and really form something that could help the community. Okay. All right. Um, so what does this fraternity mean to you, Drew? Um, I joined Groove because, like, I wanted to be a man, you know. I wanted to be around people who's going to challenge me, who's going to put me in positions where I got to really, like, can't rely on going home, can't rely on my parents, can't rely on my relatives, and just put me out there in the in the world. Because when you come from high school to college, and I'm from New York, you know, I'm from Douglas Project, so I came all the way out here to Philly to, like, challenge myself. So it put me out on that, you know, spotlight, on that limelight, just to prove who I am and show what I could do. Okay. All right. So uh, so how did you uh, bring this fraternity to Temple University? Uh, that's really a funny story. So um, the, the chapter was founded in 1981. Today, actually. So, happy Charter Day, 42 years. 42 years. 42 years. Um, We had a lot of people here, but because we're not a part of the black Greeks, um, we're not on that council, we wasn't on campus. So, it wasn't really until a lot of the um, organizations that make up the Multicultural Greek Council was founded that we was able to actually be a part of it. So, shout out to the uh, Multicultural Greek Council at at Temple. Um, It took a while, you know. When I first had a plod... You know, we had missed the deadline in, like, 2020, so I had to wait, like, two more years. But in 2021, like, hey, we got to do this now. We have, like, a lot of interested young men, you know. And um, they was like, sure, go ahead. You know, I'm not going to say who, but at that time when I was trying to get us on campus, they were saying, you know what, you should <laughs> pledge my fraternity instead, you know. And they kept telling me, I'm like, yo, I'm already a groove. Like, you know, like, I already got something that I stand for. So here we are today, um, two years later. Yeah. You know, I, I I love learning, like, why people join specific fraternities, right? Because we mm-hmm. have a bunch to choose from, especially, and this is why I love Temple. We have especially black, um, you know, Greek life in Temple here thrives, right? Mm-hmm. So what, what made this connect with you guys? 
Um, I'll go first and ask. Um, just basically the brotherhood. Honestly, this was way before Guru. Um, freshman year, saw this guy sing, uh, spring semester, went to one of his events, and you know, from there we just kicked it off, and the brotherhood was just there, and then everybody else I was just being, you know, they was all supportive, you know, they helped me along the journey, you know, I appreciate them so much in every which way possible. That's beautiful. For real, for real. Um, what got me into it basically was just like the brotherhood. Like I knew my freshman year, I was like, yo, I just want to be a part of a fraternity that's just like brothers, you know? You don't got to be the richest, you don't got to be the poorest, just be regular, like, because I never needed somebody like put me on with like careers and jobs, you know? I take care of that myself. I just wanted somebody who I could be like my, myself around, not to dress a certain way or talk a certain way, you know? I wanted brothers from all walks of life. I love that. I love that. You talk about how you started this organization at the school. How, in being, especially now being the leader, how have you grown as a person? What have you learned from being the leader of Groove Phi Groove? Um, man, it's a lot of responsibility because, you know, you're going to be around certain student, student orgs and certain attorneys that might not know about you. And you just got to be like on your best behavior you got to be on your best looks you got to be you got to just be the best and like i said you know we have this saying in groove that groove really models the real world so it has enabled me to actually get ready for the real world and actually excel in the in the, in the real world you know if i'm at a job if i have a company i gotta i gotta be the same way that i was when i was on campus i gotta i gotta present myself the right way i love that Y'all also talked about the brotherhood. Mm -hmm. And I know the fraternities and sororities have so many events that they do here at the school. Mm -hmm. Tell us, what has been y'all's favorite event that y'all have hosted and why? You go first, Brody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So, man, um, so shout out to BSU on this one. We had... We had two. We had two events. It was like food for the soul, and then we actually had a cookout. Not really a cookout, just a gathering. Mm -hmm. um, food for the soul was when we brought out a lot of people, like a lot of the community. We had dancers. We had the. We had the. We had rappers. We had singers, and like a showcase for all the talent in like Philadelphia. Basically, people who didn't even go to the school was like performing. So we helped people trying to make it out, like in the music in the, in, the, in the music way, and that was pretty good. And then we had the, the cookout at Mazar Terrace. Oh man, yeah. we had everybody in their mother like in their <laughs> mother that's how you know everybody was there and it was nice you know everybody came out all the, yeah like all the um orgs we were sitting down on the grass and enjoying ourselves mm -hmm. man the the, um, the uh, photo album has like 50 pictures in there <laughs> just everybody and like till this day like everybody at temple knows that day where it was like black unity Everybody was there. Everybody was chilling, and we all just got along, and it was a great, a really great experience. Yeah, now the cookout. My boy was DJing all that, so, you know, <laughs> nice. every, like the Greeks was out there, you know, fraternities, sororities, mm -hmm. everybody was mm -hmm. out there, and everybody was just having a vibe. It wasn't none, no drama, nothing mm -hmm. like that. Everybody was just chilling, having a good time, and it was like 5 o'clock in the summertime, so it's like you don't really see that at Temple that much. And the, and the only reason why we actually stopped was because somebody's having a really good time. Some girl did, like, a cartwheel a backflip and some of my speakers and, and I just went home. I'm like, all right, you good, you good now. Too much fun. Why are people doing cartwheels yes. and backflips? It's listen, the summertime. We was having fun. We was having fun. <laughs> Too much. I love that. Okay. All right. So, you know, professionally, right, mm -hmm. how has this fraternity helped you guys advance in either in your careers or your networks or just personally as an individual? It's a good question. For real, for real. Before I joined Groove, like, a lot of people already knew me. Like, I was already established here already. So it's like, by me joining that, it's like, 
okay, maybe I can do a little more. Maybe I can, you know, exercise a little more. Maybe I can network a little bit more because I'm, I'm always striving for, for more. Y'all know that. You definitely know that, my guy. So it's like I'm always striving for more. I always want more. So it's like what more can I do to elevate my life even better? Right. And Groove 5 Groove was definitely the one, you know, having real brothers, having people by my side, you know, it's always that and it's always good love. Um, I'm going to call it the HBCU effect. It gave me the confidence as like a real black man to really stand in front of anybody at any position, any level in life and assert my confidence and actually show my talents. You know, I'm doing that on campus. I'm doing that when I'm doing presentations. I'm doing that when I'm with student orgs. It really helps your emotional quality. You know, it really helps that because in the real world, it's okay to be smart, but you need that emotional quality to really close those business deals, to really sway people, like, to become fans that you were saying earlier, and that really helped me out in life. Okay. All right. So what qualities should future members have, right? Because you guys know what kind of people you are. You guys know what mm-hmm. kind of people you want to be. Mm-hmm. What kind of people do you want joining? Um, I'm going to say this. Like, you really got to know yourself. You got to be You got to be genuine. Um, I feel like the organization takes you as who you are and makes you better. You know, you're mm-hmm. not gonna go through this one sieve tube where you gotta be. We gotta be like this. So you really have to know yourself. Know what you're here for. Know your strengths. Know your know your weaknesses. I say for me, honestly, just being yourself, being authentic. You know, don't be trying to be like anybody else, but be your own you in the best way possible. And that's how, you know, being a groove member. And then when you're seeing other groove members, when you're when you're seeing other fellow men, you know, you're representing yourself the best way possible. So show them you show them who you're all about. You don't got to be like everybody else, but just show them who you are. I love that. I love that. So you're a senior and you're a junior. Mm -hmm. What is the future of Groove Five Groove looking like? So are you about Jay? Are you about to be the new leader? Uh, well, the person that was supposed to be here today, he not here today, but he'll be the leader next year. I'll be the ADP. So for those um, of us that don't know, what's an ADP? So ADP, um, ADP is assistant dean of pledges. DP is dean of pledges. So I'll be the assistant dean of pledges, uh, next year. And I'm super excited for that. I'm super excited to see, you know, who we got next and whatnot. And fall semester about to, not fall semester, spring semester about to come up. So you already know it's about to be fun. It's about to be exciting. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's about to be hot outside. All that. So the future really looking bright. Um, I'll be the grad advisor. So I'll be the person that's going to be the segue into, like, the corporate lifestyle. You know, I'll try to to give them as many resources as I can to help, like, develop their careers and say, you know what, like, I see y'all on campus doing y'all thing, but, you know, come to this soiree, come to this meeting, come to this happy hour, come meet some, some own people, you know, dress up so this way. When you graduate college, maybe when you're, when you're in college, you could, you could get a job, too. So I'll be the graduate advisor. Okay. Now, Drew, real quick, how does it feel, you know, DJing all around Temple? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was really bound to happen because um, I was on a lot of, like, um, executive boards for a lot of uh, groups here at campus. So I knew a lot of people already. So if I know a lot of people already, I know I know I know what music you like. I already know what you want here, and it feels good. I mean, it has its ups and downs. Like not everything is all good, but it feels good to like be a part of those um, parties and those events that are on Temple University's website, not website, but the Instagram page. It feels good to like be a like be a part of it and officially be a part of it. And um, I got to meet a lot of people, and that's a great part about DJing, being a lot of people. Okay. 
That's cool. That's cool. So, uh, yes. Okay. So for those that are wanting to possibly get into the organization, how can they show they're interested? Um, you can show you're interested. I mean, the easiest way to really do it right now, you go on um, our network campus links, mm -hmm. and you can submit a you can submit a, a submit a request. But on top of that, just follow the page Temple nineteen. 81. 81 Groovy, mm -hmm. and we're going to post events, you know. The, the events I want to see y'all at is, like, community service because Groovy is for the community first. So come to the community events. And then once you come there, you can, you can like, get one of our numbers and just hang out with us, you know. Yeah. Chill out with us. Relax with us. We see we see how you chill, you know, and we just have a good time. Okay, I've always wondered, how does the whole application process actually work? How do you guys decide <laughs> who we let in, who we don't? Because probably a lot of people, if that's something y'all can even disclose, I don't know. But like, <laughs> I'm kind of curious. Like, how do y'all even um, decide that? Um, I feel like there's an interview process, of course, but I feel like once you hang out with us, we're going to see, like, if you really know yourself. And that's the key part about it. Mm -hmm. And um, to be honest, I'm going to be very transparent with it. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to be very transparent with it, you know. We could submit the paperwork, but it's really up to the regional director to, to, to you know, take care of that. Yeah. So that could be a timetable between who knows when. But if you're really dedicated, brother, you go and wait it out. Or, matter of fact, if you're really dedicated, you're already going to feel like a brother. And once, and once the process of paperwork comes right through, right. it's going to be icing on the cake for you. I love that. I love that. And last question before you head out. Mm -hmm. If oh, no, people want to we'll <laughs> close out the interview portion of this at least. And for people that want to have you as their DJ at their upcoming events, parties, whatever it may be, what is your personal Instagram so they can get that contact information? All right, my personal Instagram is it's DJ Drew. Drew spelled with D-R-U. My prices are not outrageous. I will work with you. So just DM me. Let me know what, what event you're trying to do. And let me know where. And I got a house for y'all, too, if I need that, too. So we're, only, we're, we're the only house on campus. So just DM me at it's DJ Drew. Or if you can't get to me, hit up my boy, Jay. Yes, sir. Talk yes, sir. Talk to like that. And then that's it. Awesome. Thank you so, so much, Drew, for coming in for an interview. We're looking forward to the next segment with you. Thank and you yes, me. we'll be back after this break, y'all. All right, guys. So you enjoy some Meek Mill. Okay. And we'll be back in a few. Ooh, Hello, guys. Uh, welcome to Wake Up Call, WHIP. Um, recently, we just interviewed, you know, the members of Groove Fight Groove. Now, we are all going to give advice, and Drew is going to be here giving advice with us. Okay, guys? So, let's pull up the advice real quick. Let's get ready. Like, let's put on our philosophy hats, okay? This person says, how do I tell my boyfriend that his hygiene is lacking? He doesn't shower on a regular basis, and when he does, he usually doesn't use soap because, according to him, it's bad for you. He also doesn't clip his nails for weeks at a time, and there's always a lot of dirt under his nails. Sometimes I feel repulsed when he touches me, and I feel horrible about it. What's the best way to bring it up without humiliating and embarrassing him? This is wild. <laughs> For this real. is insane so what do you guys say oh boy yo um you better tell him to go clean himself because self-care is the best care honestly ain't nothing wrong with no nanny petty ain't nothing wrong with doing the nails the manicure pedicure nothing wrong with that if anybody tell you as a man if anybody tell you like that's wrong they're lying because that's how you keep yourself clean but yeah like you better wash up you better be clean like what bro like what <laughs> 
Like, nah. That whole uh, Mila, Ashton Kutcher thing. Yeah, that. Like, where they only clean their kids, like, uh, uh, one year. Like, what? Nah, you better wash up. No. Every day, I bet. But you better wash up, man. Like, come on now. Right. For me, that's disgusting. Like, you're not... Sh- we have showers for a reason. Like, right. use it. You know, that's like... That's disgusting. Why? And then you're going to touch me? And you got gunk under your nails? And then they're dating? Hello. Yeah, right. And you have to smell his earthy self? Earthy. That's disgusting. And then they might have kids, and then they follow the same thing? That's what I'm saying. So not only are you living with the rat, but you're also giving birth to rats. That's disgusting. Mm. That's disgusting. You don't shower, and you're probably mm. sweating, mm. and you're probably working. Mm. And it's probably, if it's hot outside, you definitely smell earthy, and you're not showering. And then you're getting in bed next to me. Well, I guess it's her boy. Well, I, you never know these days. But, like, right. like you, you're so you're rancid? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's insane. What do you think, Drew? Um, Usually, if you shower, your fingernails is not going to be dirty, so that means you ain't shower for that day. Um, Secondly, if that's your boyfriend, then you already you already knew this. Right. So, so... If you don't want to embarrass him, just tell him in private. Don't be around people. Just tell him, like, yo, I'm going to need you to really start showering. I need you to start being clean and exercise good hygiene or else it's not going to work for me. Period. Literally. Period. It's that simple. Like, if you're going to date somebody, that means you're opening up the grounds for having honest conversations. How are you going to date somebody and not be honest with them? You, you feel me? I mean? Yeah. Like, you can't, you can't tell your boyfriend that he's not smelling great today. It doesn't mean you hate him. You know what I mean? But you're going to start hating him if he keeps stinking and you don't say anything about it. Like, it's going to continue to be a problem. Real talk. So, and the other thing is, too, like, you know how they say who you surround yourself with is a reflection of you? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If your boyfriend is rancid and y'all are always together, that's a reflection of you. People are probably, if I think that your boyfriend's dirty, that means you condone dirtiness. That means you're probably also dirty. But that's just like the mindset. Even though you may not actually be, because your boyfriend is filthy, you're filthy. By you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Real. Filthy by association. <laughs> yeah. And that's disgusting. That's yeah. awful. So if I'm the girl, babe, you smell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your nails are disgusting. Yeah. Please clean yourself up. You're ruining our brand. Mm. Our brand, wink, wink, my brand, your mm. brand, our together brand. Right. You're a bad rep for us. Yeah. You chose him over me, Shaw? You're like, come on now. No, literally. That's embarrassing. <laughs> if my man smell, I also hate smelly people. You know, like the after smell when people walk by you? Yeah. And then you get that wolf? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's either great or it's like or disgusting. Awful. Yeah. No in between. You, nah, for real. really no in between. You either smell great or you smell or awful. Or you smell awful. Right. And if my man smells awful, like, sweetie, sweetheart, no. That's a problem. Especially since sense of smell is, like, a huge thing for us. It's it's huge for our memory. It's huge for our thought process. So, like, smell good for your partner, okay? Like, I don't care how long you've been with them. Try your best. Literally, unless you don't have access to a shower. If you don't have, like, an excuse. Right. If you don't have an excuse, then you really do have to step it up. So how do you guys feel about this person saying, like, Soap is bad for you. Because like Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher said, they said something about how, like, we don't need to shower every single day because the our bodies cleans itself, whatever, whatever. How do you guys feel about that? I would like to smell good, so I will be using soap. I would like to wash my body after I've been outside all day. Right. So I'm going to use soap. You just think I'm going to use just water and wishy-wishy-washy-washy? No. I'm using soap. I'm using Dove soap, by the way. Using Dove soap, washy washy under right <laughs> under the armpits. Like yeah, like what? I'm cleaning myself. Like you think I'm a stink? That's what I'm saying. And it's I'm like in college too. If you are using Dial, 
or like what is it spring ire irish spring irish, irish spring. spring like i understand that might be like bad for you if you have sensitive skin because my, me myself like i have sensitive skin so mm. i can't use that hardcore stuff because it'll mess up my skin mm. so i'll use dove or i'll use kirkland's which is costco's version and then you moisturize yourself it's not bad like right. it's not bad right you just he's anti-showering therefore he's anti-cleanliness he's anti-soap does he wash his hands after he goes to the bathroom boom probably not if you go poo are you wash, washing your hands right like, right. that's disgusting. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Especially since, okay, like, maybe if you're talking about back in the day, like, the human body doesn't need to be showered every day. Da, da, da. But we live in a world full of smog, pollution, Hello. and BS. Like, you cannot step in these streets and be clean, especially in Philadelphia, especially in New York, you know, represent. So it's For like, yeah. you know, you, you, you need to shower. I don't care how clean you think you are. What's up, Jay? No, I forgot. Rachel, you are from New York. Yeah. Jesus Christ, you're from Brooklyn. I'm so yeah, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I want to um, comment on that, too. Like, even if you are, say if you don't shower, cool, but you got to be considerate of the people that you want to be around, you know? They don't they don't, they don't, don't want to smell you, you feel me? If you want to stay in your house all day, then, like, that's your prerogative. But us, right. we got nine to fives. We got classes. Just be considerate. Like, nobody's trying to smell you. Yeah. And that's the other thing. If you can't shower... At least put on cologne, yeah. put on perfume, try to smell good, you know, get in a car, like light some candles, get filled with the fumes, like do something that smells good. Yeah. So at least it looks like and it you're smells trying. like you're trying. Right. And just even if you're not showering, you can get the manicure stuff and just clean your nails, like yeah. put it in hot water. Boom. Poof. Be gone. Like you can get a, get rid of that. Like that's. Forget the cologne and all that perfume. Wear some deodorant first. Like, what? Yeah. Cologne? Yeah. Like, no, I'm putting on deodorant. Mm, yeah. Ten scrubs. Right. Mm. So, Temple students, if you guys are, like, struggling, let's say, like, your home has no water or, like, like real-life struggle, the pantry offers hygiene mm. tools that you guys can pick up at any time. There are many different organizations around Philadelphia that offers the resources to keep yourself clean. So, I know it's not always a choice. For this guy, it's a choice. So, he really got to step it up. Other people it's not a choice so you know you, cleanliness you know is is next to holiness or whatever that saying is right people judge you Hilarious. based on how you look and how you smell and you're gonna get judged negatively it's the way the world works it sucks whether you like it or not whether you like it or not it is what it is it is what it is all right so we're gonna go into our second uh request for advice guys and this one is about bad roommates Mm. So someone said, I need advice, right? During the pandemic, a friend texted me saying uh, that him and his girlfriend broke up and he needed a temporary place to stay. Now it's been three years and he's still here. No motivation to move out. He doesn't clean up. He doesn't interact with anyone unless there's food or beer involved. All right. And so he's, you know, he's not a bad guy, but he's extremely lazy. He's been late on paying rent countless times, including this month. He has a child that he has a couple weekends a month. You know, he, he only feeds the kid fast food. There's no discipline. Like, this is a mess, okay? So what would you guys tell this person? Would you guys have this person kick their roommate out? Would you guys have this person set rules for their roommate? Like, what 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 advice would you give to this person? Um, It's been three years. Get, your, get you a life, sir. Um, You know, there's jobs out here that you can get, right? <laughs> like, you know that, right? Like, right. so why are you still at your roommate's place? You you feel me? Like, you got, and then you got a child on top of that? And you feeding him, and you feeding the child fast food? You late, the rent is late? I mean, seriously. I mean, get you a job. Get you some money. Support the child. Support yourself. Like, get out of that room. Like, are you, what? No, no. You gotta get out. You gotta dip. 
You feel I, me? I'd kick him out too. Or at least talk to my friend and be like, your roommate kick is a hot mess. Like he's a hot mess. He has a child here. Well, first of all, did you know the child was going to be coming? I think is the first question, you know? Mm-hmm. But if you did know, like say, mm, I don't think you can break up the child factor anymore then. But if you didn't know, like he has a child coming in all the time, ruining my peace, ruining everything, like... We need to fix the situation. It's disrupting right. my peace. I I was here first. Right. He's been here for three years. I didn't think it was going to be a three-year sort of thing. Heck, I don't think you thought it was going to be three years. We need to fix this because my life is being, you know, impacted negatively because of your roommate who's a hot mess. He's dirty. He may not shower. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he's filthy. He has a child. Like, that's a lot. Yeah. And if he was here first... He should be kicked out. Or yeah. heck, kick out the roommate, too. Your friend, too. Yeah. I'm, I'm kicking everybody out if I, I have the power. I'm kicking everybody out. You are not going to disturb my peace. Right. I already have to deal with chaos when I step out the house. I'm going to step into my house and experience peace. You're not mm-hmm. going to tell me otherwise. Uh, I don't know. What do you think, Drew? Um, I think you should self-reflect on yourself first because my good friend told me you are what you allow. So if you are allowing this to happen, you got to reflect on what your your values are. Once you realize that, you know, maybe you don't stand for this, then you want to know what to say. You want to say, hey, like, you know, I can't keep paying for you. I can't even mess up my life and my peace. So I would give you advice just for, just, you know, see what your values are. And if they align with having him being kicked out, I would, I would suggest you really follow that. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Have you guys, do you guys have any, like, roommate horror stories? <laughs> I'm gonna say it for another time. Okay. Um, it's I had one. It's usually always freshman year. Oh, <laughs> um, so so at that time, dang, it's kind of embarrassing. But at that time, I had a girlfriend freshman year, and my roommate would always come out, will come back to the house drunk, and it was like two o'clock, and then my ex girlfriend wakes me up like, "Do you do you hear that? Do you smell that?" I'm like, "Nah." I look up and my roommate standing over me drunk, <laughs> and we just and he, we just started smelling alcohol. I'm like, yo! Then he went. He literally went like five steps to the left and went to his bed. And then, you know, we all fell asleep. We just said whatever. We gonna just chalk that up. I said, you know, we, we start smelling straight vodka. The floors all throw up. Everything on the floor. After that, I was like, yo, I gotta start screening my my, my roommate. After that, I actually moved off campus. <laughs> Because he was a cool dude, but you're not going to hover over me at 2 a.m. like every Saturday <laughs> just because you want to go out and do every drug in the universe, feel right. me? Yeah, that's a mess. Oh, my goodness. That's a, that is a roommate horror story. It's a I horror couldn't. story, man. Yeah, I couldn't. Anyway, guys, after this break, we're going to go into um, just our last quote of the day. And this quote is actually going to be from a former Groove Fight Groove member. So, guys, stay tuned for that. And uh, we'll see you in a few. Hey guys, welcome back. And that was Drake um, falling back. All right, guys. So to wrap up today, um, we're going to end on a nice little quote for you guys. This quote is from Earl Monroe. Uh, uh-huh. Earl Monroe. He's a former basketball player, okay, and a former Groove 5 Groove member, okay? This quote says, Just be patient. Let the game come to you. Mm-hmm. Don't rush. Be quick, but don't hurry. How do you guys feel? I agree with it, but I also don't I don't agree with the let the game come to you. I feel like you have to work for the game. You know what I'm saying? Or like you have to work for what you want. Yes, your blessings will come your way, but at the end of the day, like you have to put in the work. Just like, you know how 
Bible reference. Y'all know. Let's go, kick it. <laughs> Listen, you know how they say um, faith, what is it, faith without prayer? Or like prayer without action is completely useless. I forgot which way it was. But like you have to put in the work to get what you want. You know what I'm saying? So you have to actually, to get the game, to be involved or whatnot, you have to put in the work. Right. You can't just let everything come to you or, or else you're not doing anything to actually get it. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. It's like the concept of like manifestation. Like exactly. you don't just think it. You, you got to act like you have it. You got to put in the work. Like celebrities and actors, actresses, singers, artists, whatever, whatever, they didn't get to where they are just because someone handed it to them. Right. You had, they had to practice. They had to put in work and to get there. So I think the quote is true. Just I think that part is a little false. Um, be quick, but don't hurry. I mean, I don't know if I agree with that either, actually. Really? No. I like that one. Really? I like that one. Like, be quick on your feet. Like, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. But don't rush into things. Don't rush into your relationships. Don't rush into your work. Don't rush into your progress. Because it's going to happen so long as you're doing it. Mm-hmm. But be quick. Be quick. on Be, be witty. Be on your P's and Q's. Like, be quick. That's that's how I saw it, at least. And that that's the case. That makes sense. Yeah. That, that, I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think? Um. So I texted this, because this was after a show, one of our shows. This was one of our Tuesday shows. I, t- I texted in the group chat this. Do not rush something you want to succeed at. Which means do not be so quick to essentially do this and do that. Where take your time. You're learning, you're growing, you're developing. So why would you want to rush something like that where you potentially have a future in? Rachel, you just mentioned relationships. Why would you want to rush getting into a relationship? Because first of all, you, number one, you got to love yourself first before you can be in any relationship. So take your time, get to know the person, get to know the organization, get to know your surroundings before you talk about, you know, doing this, doing that, and just wait. Be patient. Now, Corey, you mentioned the game, and it's like you got to work for that game. Yeah, you got to work for that game. Life ain't fair, right? It ain't all sunshine and rainbows. You got to take the hits. Boom, boom, boom. And once you do that, you'll be set. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree. What do, you, what do you think, Drew? Um, I definitely agree. Um, don't rush because haste definitely makes waste. But, like, be, be timely. Like, be quick. Like, be timely. Be considerate of people's times. Um, and let the game come to you, meaning, like, that means for me, like, don't let somebody put something in your head about what you should be doing, you know, you should understand where you want to go in life, so let your game come to you, and just be patient, you know, because, um, you're going to always trailblaze, you're going to always want to make, you know, uh, goals for yourself, going to always want to do that, but sometimes it just might not be your time, like, things may not go your way, so keep trailblazing, Keep not waiting for it, but just be patient because if it don't happen, you might get discovered. So just be patient. Yeah, I agree. Um, When studying music, you know what I mean? I always wanted to uh, be great at what I did and be good at my instrument and just play things fast and da-da-da-da. But really a lot of the the winning goes um, comes from the process. A lot of that winning comes from how thoroughly you decide to do the process. So if you are trying to learn an instrument, if you are you know, uh, approaching a relationship or even approaching school and you're just trying to be the best off rip, that's not how it works. None of your favorites became the best just by 
you know, naturally being great. It took years and hours yeah. of slow, painful work and dedication before they became um, basketball players like Mr. Monroe, before they, you know, became president of Groove Fi Groove. That stuff, it didn't, it wasn't just all, you know, butterflies and rainbows. Even musical artists as well. Look at Leon yeah. Thomas. Yeah. Now you see the music that he making now it took him, what, five maybe six years to finally get recognized. It took them years to get recognized. Yeah. And did you see the new edition biopic? No. So the new edition biopic, did you know that for his Bobby Brown part, did you know that he actually sing the part for Bobby Brown? Oh. Yeah, I, I know. I have no clue. Yeah, nah, nah. But it's like, yeah, it's like, it's going to take time. A yeah. lot of things are going to take time. Yeah. And Good as things. it takes time, yeah, everything takes time. And as it takes time, you got to learn, take the hits. Yeah. I mean, doesn't the city have Rocky? Doesn't Philadelphia have Rocky? Yep. Hey, that's that's what that reminds me of, for real, for real. Mm -hmm. The beauty is in the process. There are people that are millionaires that are bored as all heck, right? They're Mm -hmm. they're bored, they're tired, they have everything, right? It's the hustle that really makes things exciting um, and and really makes things worth your while, all right? That's life, man. Right, right. That's what makes life life. Right. Right. The hustles, the grind, the work. And then the end product is the prize. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, guys, any final thoughts before we wrap up today? Um, I just want to thank y'all for having me. I appreciate y'all. And that's really it. Yeah. You know, thanks for coming on today, Drew. You know, you killed it. You know, words of wisdom. So if you ever just want to pop in for the advice segment, (laughs) feel free to do that. Okay. (laughs) I'll pop in again for sure. Okay. All right. Sounds good. (laughs) Also, guys, happy uh, chapter day to you guys. Thank you. You know what I mean? Guys, follow their page. Get involved. um, And, you know, that's that on that for me. All right. So, guys, we're going to wrap up for today. Thank you so much for listening to Wake Up Call on WHIP. We will be back tomorrow bright and early at 9 a.m. All right. Um, I look forward to seeing you guys again. Be sure to follow our Instagram, uh, wakeupcall.whip. Okay. Okay. Have a good day. 